You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. Come on, hallelujah, give the Lord praise. Before you sit down, I want you to turn to somebody and say, Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Go ahead and uh, get comfy in your seats. Amen. I promise to get you out of here in two and a half hours. I'm just... I'm playing, amen. I'm just playing again. Amen. You know, as we, as we approach this, uh, this week, amen, the, the, the entire nation will be celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, supermarkets will sell more turkeys this week alone than the entire year. Amen. Turkeys will be carved. Dinners will be planned. Families will get together because it's Thanksgiving. Amen. You see, if we can really be honest today, can we be honest? The day consists of busyness. We get ready with preparation. Some people start the night before, the cooking, the entertaining, the the watching of football, eating, running to the store for that last-minute item that you forgot, amen, that your wife told you, but you forgot, hallelujah, that happens to me, hallelujah. But, uh, and the really the only Thanks that we give is a quick little prayer before the big meal. Except if you're at our house, when my father-in-law was alive, we asked him to pray, and I said, oh, I forgot. And it'd be a 20-minute prayer, sermon, hallelujah, before we ate. By that time, the food was cold, and we were all mad, amen. So we learned from that. But really, that is really the only place, if you can really think, uh, even the year past or, or other Thanksgivings, amen, uh, all the busyness, and it's just a quick little prayer before we get to eat. And we're really missing the whole point of this holiday. Come on, can we be honest? And this goes for the church as well. See, the point is, is to give thanks to God for what he's done in our lives. How many, can, how many are thankful today? Come on, how many are thankful this year for what God has done? Amen. You know, I'm thankful, amen, not only for, for the ministries here, I'm thankful for, for co-workers that are coming to church, amen, people that you're inviting coming to church, new families that are coming in the house, amen. I'm thankful, amen, for my health, amen. I'm thankful, amen, amen, that we still look good. Hallelujah. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. I pray God bless me with beauty. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't want this to run out, Amen. But you got to be thankful for your health. I'm just playing. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> but we really miss the whole point of this holiday, if we can be honest, amen. 
So today I want to minister a message entitled, Having a Heart of Thanksgiving. Having a Heart of Thanksgiving. I want you to turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 29. That's in the Old Testament, and it's just right before 2 Chronicles to help you out. 1 Chronicles, it's a big help, amen. 1 Chronicles 29.16. I just want to read a, a, a scripture from there, amen, to really just uh, launch us up for what I want to minister on, what the Lord wants to speak to us about, amen. So really want to minister on having a heart of thanksgiving, amen. And it says, everything has come, to, uh, come from you, and everything belongs to you. Everything has come from you, and everything belongs to you. Church, everything starts with God. Whether you believe it or not, it comes from God, amen. And so, how can we have a heart of thanksgiving? Well, let's look today how we can do that, amen. First, I'm going to give you four ways, amen, or, or four things that we should be thankful for. One, I'm thankful for God's grace. Somebody say the grace. Come on, I'm so thankful for the grace that he's shown me. Come on. Grace is why we're here, church. Grace is started out with grace. Everything that God does in you, through you, for you, to you is by grace. Come on, somebody say grace again. There's a list found in Psalms of some of the things that God does in our lives by grace, amen. In Psalms 103, 2 to 11, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the Living Bible starts off, I will not forget the glorious things that God has done for me. And it goes on to say that he forgives us of our sins. He heals me. He ransoms me from hell. He surrounds me with love. He fills my life with good things. Amen. He is merciful and tender to those who don't deserve it. And by the way, that's grace. Amen. He's slow to anger. He does not hold a grudge. Amen. And he does not punish us for what we deserve. Come on. How many are thankful for just that? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. He's our healer. He ransoms us. He fills our lives with love. For some of us, we didn't know what love was till we met Jesus. You know, we, there's a false love that's out there. But then we find the real, true love in Christ, amen. And we experience his love, amen. And, and we understand that how merciful God is to us. Come on, if our hearts don't explode with attitude for what I just read, then you forgot the bad shape that you were in before you met Christ. Come on, lost and bodiless. And then God came into our lives and uh, with wonderful love, amen. And he showed amazing grace, amazing grace. Uh, come on, that old song, how, how sweet that, that save a wretch. He's a good God. Can somebody say amen? And all this is his grace. See, I don't deserve to stand up here. I don't deserve to minister his word. I don't deserve to have my wife. I don't deserve none of it. He's in grace that I thank so much for grace that he gave me back. And he gave me the privilege to preach to a man like me. Come on, you understand where you were before Christ came into your life. To understand the gratitude and the appreciation of all that he's done for us. It starts off. With grace. Can somebody say amen? So this Thanksgiving, when you're hanging out with your family and friends, carving that turkey, amen, give thanks to God. I'm thankful for the grace 
that he's shown me. Amen? I'm also thankful for the plan. Somebody say the plan. Come on, how many know that God has a plan for you? Come on, you, you got to understand that you're, I'm thankful for the plan that God has for me, amen. Your life is not an accident. Come on. You were made for a reason and God has a plan for your life. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus, amen. Come on. Your parents may have not planned you, but God planned you. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. The, you're not the results of the prom night. Come on. You're not a prom night, baby. God already had you planned in mind, amen. Uh, come on, he said, oh, no, it's an accident. No, no, you're no accident. Uh, you're no nothing, amen. God designed you to bring you here, amen. Uh, your parents, like I said, may not have planned you, but God did. Because he has a plan for your life. If you got a pulse in this place, I want you to check this right here. Can you feel a pulse? Can you feel it? No? Man, some of you guys need some help, amen. Hallelujah. You're a miracle then, amen. But if you got a pulse, guess what? God has a plan for you. There's a plan in your life. God can understand. God brought you here with a plan, amen. Come on, he has a plan. You may not feel there's a plan in your life, but I'm here to let you know that he's not done with you, amen. There's a plan set for you, and God has a purpose for your life. God's plan is a good plan. Can somebody say amen? Come on, you don't have to worry about this plan. See, the, people, the thing with people today, they, they, they get saved and they start to worry about the plan. Like, how's it going to happen? Oh, how's this going to unfold? You don't have to trip. Tell your neighbor, stop tripping. God will take care of this plan and you'll fit right into his plan. You know, when, when, he, when he told me the plan of my life, part of my plan, amen, of come on, coming out here from Las Vegas, he gave me that plan. But I didn't worry, I didn't trip. I said, you know what, God, it's a good plan. Go for it. I'm just going to go and do what you told me to do. I mean, I don't have to worry about it. If it's his plan, it's his problem. He'll take care of the plan. Can, can somebody say amen? So you don't have to be afraid about the plan, church. But I'm here to let you know it is a good plan. Can somebody say amen? Jeremiah 29, 11, New King James says this, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and Hope. Come on, somebody. Somebody say hope. Come on. Here, NIV says this, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I don't know about you, but that's a good plan. Come on. Our plans were disastrous. Come on. Somebody say amen. I don't know about you, but I was jacking up this plan. Man, I was messing up this plan, but then God's grace, as we talked about already, gave me a chance to get back into the plan, the plan that he had for me, amen, uh, something uh, that we can be thankful for, God. And you know what, God, not only do you save me, but you have a plan for me. You know, you have a, he has a plan for us, amen. Uh, you see, the more I discover his plan for me, the more uh, I, I get centered in that plan, uh, the more I put myself in him, uh, more my life starts to unfold and my true potential starts to come out. Come on, somebody say amen. And I become who he designed me to be, church. His plan is a good plan. Don't mess it up. Come on, it's a good plan, church. 
He brings no harm. He's a good God. You know, if, if God has brought people in your life to remind you of his plan, is how much he loves you. So when the plan comes and when the good news comes and when somebody at your work or somebody of your neighbor or somebody comes along and says, you know what, God loves you, there's a plan for you, amen. God is reaching out to you through them to tell you, my grace is available and I have a plan for you. And so that's an extension of God's love. So every invitation here is an extension of his love. He may have used a vessel. He may have used an instrument because he has to use people to, to operate in this plan, amen. But you've got to understand, you are on God's heart. Come on, somebody say thank you. You were on his heart and he loved you that much that he sent somebody to tell you about him and what his son has done for you. To invite you in this plan, amen. So I am so thankful and so grateful for the plan that he has for me, aren't you? Tell your neighbor, wake up. That's rude. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm waking my wife up. <laughs> so I'm thankful for the grace. Somebody say the grace. And I'm thankful for the plan. Somebody say the plan. I'm also thankful for the home. Somebody say the home. I'm thankful for the home that he's preparing for me in heaven. Do you know that he's preparing you a home? Come on. When he, left the, when he left his disciples, when he was descending, he had to go back to the Father, amen. He says, you know what, I got to leave. I got to leave, amen. You know, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. Come on, that you'll be with me. If, I, if this wasn't true, he says, I wouldn't even tell you this. So he goes, I'm going to go prepare a place. But I'm going to send you a friend. Come on, somebody. We know who the friend is, amen, right? Come on, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be a comfort. I, he can't come unless I go. And so he comes. He says, man, i got to go prepare a place for you. I'm going to go prepare your mansion. I'm going to go prepare the place that you're going to live, uh, the house that I'm going to prepare for you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, New Living Translation says this, For we know that when, when this earthly tent, this body that we're in, come on, is taken down, that is when we die and leave, this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself, but not, not by human hands. God is preparing the place for you. He's the one that's the carpenter. He's the one that's working. He's building and designing, amen. He's doing it with his own hands, church. Come on, he didn't hire any men. Come on. He didn't, he didn't hire anybody to build this for you. He's preparing the place for you through his hands. Our Heavenly Father, church, I don't know about you, don't that excite you? <laughs> Come on. You know, he's, he's doing it. He says, here, you know what, uh, when this tent is taken down, when you leave this earth, amen. Uh, come on, he has a house waiting for us, amen, an eternal body, amen, made for us by God himself. Because God makes this for us. This home is going to last forever. Anything that God makes lasts forever, church. God made us, church. Come on, you're made by God. Come on, if you believe that you're from a monkey, then 
Okay, go for it, amen. <laughs> but I come from God, amen, hallelujah. I am a reflection of my Father, amen. Come on, I, I, we didn't come from anything else, church, come on. We came from God. If that's what you want, then go ahead. <laughs> I'm made by God, church. Not just to live in the time here on earth, but to live with him forever. See, one day our body is going to die. That is a fact. Come on. There's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. It, it, it's reality, church. This is something that we all face, amen. But I got some good news. It doesn't end for the believer. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's why we're here today. The Bible says that you are created in God's image, which means that we have a soul and spirit. Come on. That's what lives forever, church. Your body will die, but your soul and spirit lives in eternity. As believers, uh, we don't have to be afraid of the future, amen. Uh, Christians uh, of all people should have a confidence, uh, amen, about death, amen, uh, because we know where we're going. Those that don't are afraid. But for us as Christians, we have this confidence, this, this blessed hope in our lives. And you know what? I know where I'm going because he's preparing a home for me. If it wasn't so, he would not say so. So I thank God that he's prepared a home for me. He made a home for me in heaven. Can somebody say amen? First Peter chapter 1, verse 4 to 6, the Living Bible says this. God has reserved for his children a priceless gift of eternal life. It's kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God, in his mighty power, will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. So be truly glad. In other words, be thankful. Come on. Are you thankful for that? That there's a home for you. He says, you know what? You can rest assured you can take this to the bank. That you know, when, you, when this is all over, when you leave this body, I have a place for you. I prepared a place for you. And that assured, guys, should, should bring a confidence within our lives that fear should not intimidate us. Come on, he, he took care of death on the cross, church. He took care of death when he rose from the dead that third day, amen, he conquered death, hell, and the grave, amen. So you got to understand, church, because he lives, guess what? We live, Amen. We live, church, because he lives. And it, it says if, if the, the spirit of Christ lives inside of us, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna face that same resurrection. Can somebody say yes? Are you thankful for that? Come on. I, I'm so thankful that he's prepared a home for us. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the changes. Somebody say the changes that God is making. Aren't you so glad that he's changing you? Come on, I'm so glad and so thankful that I'm not the same person I used to be. Come on, I, not, I may not be where I need to be, uh, but I'm not there where I used to be, amen. You know, God has changed my life, amen. Uh, come on, my wife's thankful. She says, hallelujah. Save me, change me. 
Come on, these changes. I thank God for the changes from the way I used to think and the, and the things I used to do and all that other stuff. I'm so thankful for the changes that he's made in my life. Amen. God is doing something. Can somebody say amen? You see, God is chipping away at your life. You get saved, and he starts to chip away all that stuff that's in our lives. Because how many know that we come up with a lot of luggage, a lot of hurts, amen. Come on, some of you guys come on, all jacked up, amen. You guys are just messed up, amen. Life is just throwing a curveball at you. The devil has beat you with a bat, amen. And you can see it on your face, amen. I mean, we look ugly. Come on, and you know, we were messed up, tore up from the floor up, amen, jacked up from the back up. I can keep on rhyming. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. But come on, let's be honest. Weren't we like that? Come on, we're all messed up, and we come to the altar broken. We're broken people, amen. And they say, God says, give me your life. My amazing grace can change you. I'm preparing a place for you as you get saved right there. God goes automatically to prepare a place, and he says, you know what? I want to bring some changes in you because I got a plan for you, amen. So he starts chipping away all the attitude, starts chipping away, amen, all the hurts, starts chipping away everything that stops you from the potential that God has. For you. And he chips away. He starts moving and answering prayers. Chipping, chipping. My wife was saying, Chip that man, chip that man. She was chip, 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 chop. That's where I get chit chat. There you go. <laughs> Chipping away at my life. Go do something in my husband's life. Save him. I mean, it started with salvation. Change him. Let him know that your amazing grace is still there. Let him know that he still have a plan that it's not lost. Amen. Chip away. Amen. And here he is. She's praying. And I'm getting chipped and chipped. And God's preparing me for the day of salvation. And God starts doing something. And she tells my wife, open your eyes. Amen. Your dreams have been answered. The man of your dreams, the big S right there, your superman, hallelujah. <laughs> but come on, if we can be honest, we were broken. Come on, there was things that God did in our lives. He started to chip away the attitudes and the jealousies and all the stuff that we came in with, all the luggage. Some of us, man, uh, you had to have somebody lugging your, your, your stuff in you, man. Just like at the airport, amen. Where you want it, ma'am? <laughs> you have so much stuff. <laughs> come on, we, we come in, man. It's just all kinds of luggage. And God says, you don't need this anymore. You don't need that anymore. You don't need that anymore. You don't need that no more. I mean, he starts taking all this stuff away, and then he gives you a brand new wardrobe. You know what? I'm going to take you shopping. Come on, ladies. Hello. Hallelujah. God takes us shopping and dresses us up and says, you're a king. You're a child of a king. Amen. Come on. You're royalty. Come on. You're, you have something for you. Come on. Come on. You're a representative of the kingdom of God. Amen. You're an ambassador to the heavens. Amen. Come on. He changes our name. Chipping away at your life. Changing you and making you different. God's using the church. Circumstances and experiences, good and bad, church, 
to bring change. Come on, we complain about the bad, but sometimes the bad has to come to chip away some things. Don't, 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 don't get mad when the bad comes in serving God, church. God's just chipping away something in your life. Because it's, it's the bad that activates it. It's that bad that, you know, the real you comes out. Amen. Come on, you can be all nice when everything's going good, but let a little bad come in here. Woo! Come on, man. It starts smelling inside this place. Amen. Nasty attitude. All that stuff comes out of you. Amen. How can God clean you up? Amen. If he's just blessing you. See, because, man, I got to throw some dirt on this guy and see who's, how he's really made. But then he exposes. And he goes, there it is. Chips away. Chip that away. Chip it away. Come on. We're throwing our spouses. Chip this one away, too. <laughs> Fix her. Hallelujah. Come on, we're throwing kids, dogs. Come on, chip away at my house, amen. Make my house better, hallelujah. But he starts chipping away. God puts our lives together as he cleans it up. You know, when I gave my life to God 23 years ago, church, from being tore up and messed up, amen, he told me when I was at the altar, just like anyone that came here, where it starts at, when I met Grace right here, he, I came to the altar, I lifted my hands, I said, God, I want change. I, I need your amazing grace in my life. I wasn't looking for the plan. I wasn't looking for anything else. I said, God, just fix me. I'm broken, amen. Can, can you do anything with this? You know, I was tore up, amen. I was messed up, amen. I was all sucked up. I was, life sucked, drained me. I mean, I was empty. I was an empty vessel with no plan, no future, no nothing, amen. About to lose everything in my life. Come, and he says, give me your whole life, and I'll put it back together. I'll bring the change. And I'm so thankful, amen, that he changed my life, amen, that he did something inside of me. Church, when a person surrenders completely to God, amen, the redemptive power of God comes over that person and it brings change. Come on, somebody. Come on. God's power brings you. You can't change yourself, amen. Thank God for AA, AAA, and all those other A's, amen. But it's God that you need to bring change and deliverance. Come on, you can bring the good, the bad, and the ugly, and God will bring change to your life. Amen. Come on, even the good. Come on, the goody two-shoes need Jesus. Amen. Because we're all sinners. You can't be too good for Jesus. It doesn't matter who, how nice you are. It doesn't get you in. Only Jesus gets you in, church. Tell your neighbor, be patient. I'm under construction. Be patient with me. I'm under construction. <laughs> man, we go through so many things. Amen, amen, man. You got, sometimes I tell my wife, be patient. God's working on me, woman. Come on, we get so, we, we want to get so quickly to, the, to just the prize. And you realize, man, God has to work at this. We got a lot of stuff on us. Like I was talking, saying earlier that he has to chip away, get rid of. And we can't just like this, amen. Uh, come on, we got live years of carrying this stuff, amen, where God has to chip away and do these things inside our lives. So if I'm not there yet, I'm under construction. Be patient, eh? I got I to remind my wife, babe, I'm not there yet. What? Chip that troll off of him, amen. <laughs> I 
You know, we, 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 we can't expect changes like that. You know, and, and it goes for us Christians too. We, we, we want somebody to get saved. And if God radically saved you, praise the Lord. You know, when I got saved that 23 years ago that I was talking about, he, he took alcohol like this. He chipped away. Oh, boom. That's your biggest problem right there. Man, he took alcohol. Man, alcohol just fell off of me. Amen. I never, I never, I have not drank in 23 years and counting, church. Come on. He goes, this is the big one right here. So he says, stand straight. I want to, boom. He took alcohol just like that. I mean, that's a miracle, guys. I mean, people struggle with it. I, did, I thought I was going to struggle with it. But, but God took it away just like that. So, you know, but some people, they, they struggle. Why can't you be like pastor? Shut up. I'm a different person. <laughs> God has to chip away. So for, for other people, what I'm saying, if, if you're going, even if you're frustrated with yourself, how many of you get frustrated with you? <laughs> Come on. You get frustrated with me. Why can't I change? I'm a knucklehead. Uh-uh. I'm the only one that does that. <laughs> Come on, you get, don't you get frustrated with yourself, man? Why did I do it again? You get kicking mad. <laughs> you ever been kicking mad? <laughs> you get mad at yourself, but you got to be patient, church. You're under construction. God's working on you. Come on, don't, don't worry. Don't rush to get there. When it took so many years to get where you're at, God, God does miracles. Don't, don't, I'm here. I'm, I'm one of the miracles with alcohol. But, man, there were so many other things. Oh, my Lord, that God had to chip away through the years, through the years of chipping in my life. But the big thing, he took off. And I thank God for that. Because if I didn't give that up, I would have struggled. If I didn't let that go, I would not be here today, church. And he told me, give me that. Give me that. If you know my testimony, I negotiated with God to say, come on, I, I need alcohol. I'm thinking about this as I'm walking. I need it, I need it, I need it. And he goes, no, you don't. Telling him this and telling me that. I went down all the way to a six-pack with God. I said, about a six-pack? Come on. Every day of the week and I'll rest on Sunday. You know, that's what I thought, you know, six beers, seven, I'll rest. That's, that's, how I'm, huh? that's how I was negotiating with God. Really, this is what's going in my mind because I'm thinking, I cannot do this. I'm going to have to drink. I'm going to have to weave my way off of it, amen. There's no way I can do this, amen. And then he said, no. Went down to a 40. How about a 40? Woo, just one 40, amen. No. Man, I can do nothing. I went down to Odul's church, non-alcohol beer. Yuck. <laughs> I love beer, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bam, bam. <laughs> went down to Odul's. He said, no, you can't have none. No, not even a taste. It even looks like it. And I said, oh, man, this is going to be hard. He says, just give me that, and I'll bring that change right now. And I surrendered to God that day. I said, okay, God, here's my life. He went, alcohol just fell off. Now let's work on the other stuff. So God does miracles, church. But when, when, when you're just struggling with yourself and everyone's different, church, be patient. Spouses, be patient with your spouses. Their construction. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. Woo, somebody's going like this. 
See, I told you. <laughs> Spouses are hitting each other. Told you. Go for it, Pastor. Preach it. That's the only time I get preach it. Hallelujah. Remember that old song, amen, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I love those old songs. I got saved on those old songs, man. Philippians chapter 2, 13, New Living Translation says this. For God is working in you. Somebody say, in me. Giving you the desire. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Come on. See, God is working in you. You're under construction. He's working in you to give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So that's why I say you don't have to worry about it. His plans are perfect. He'll take care of you because God's working in you to give you that desire. How many have desires of doing good things? Right? I mean, really, natural, we, we want to do good things. How many want to just be bad? I want to just be bad, ugly. <sighs> Nobody, really. Come on, really. Even the ugly people want to be good. Hallelujah. You know, but, but here he gives you the desires and the power to do what pleases him. Not what pleases you. What pleases him. So God's working on We're under construction. Can somebody say amen? God gives you the power, church, not only to give you the desires to do the right thing, but the power to do the right thing, church. I can't do what I do on my own willpower. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, we, we need a little help. How many need a little help here, amen, to do things right, amen? So God gives us that power to do these things, amen? The power, uh, the, the problem with some Christians is the longer they're saved, they forget about the power. And they go through trips. And they go through all these seasons, amen. Uh, you know, what God did before church, he can do now. When he did your life for 23 years, I, I'm reminded, take me back to the altar when you deliver me, God. When I'm going through a head trip that I can't make it, God, take me back and remind me what you did right there. How you set me free right there, amen, because he has the power, church. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, church. He doesn't change. We change as we get saved that the power is no longer there. Or we doubt the power. The Bible says that when we come to Christ, we change. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, and the spirit of the Lord works within me and we become or we change more and more like him. Our thing is to become like Jesus. Can somebody say amen? See, this is God's goal, to be more and more like Christ, amen, to be more holy because he's holy. He changes who we are and he helps us to be who he created us to be. I'm so thankful for God uses PCLV, amen, to bring change into lives. I'm so glad that God established the work here, amen, to bring lives in Las Vegas, amen. I'm so thankful, amen, that when I look out of this church, amen, and look at the changes of people's lives, amen, as you start to come here and get established here, I start to see how you came in and how you are now. And man, God's not, work, God's not finished, and he's just changing lives, amen. That's what brings joy to my life. I Man, I remember, oh yeah, I remember how she walked in. How he walked in and wow, thank God he saved you. <laughs> Don't look at him right now. Don't look at him. 
Come on, we walked in lost and bound, amen, but now we're found and we're free, amen. We walked in blind and now we see, amen. We walked in disappointed, now we're anointed, amen. I'm so thankful that God comes to bring change. Can somebody say amen? So I'm thankful for the grace, the plan, the home, and the changes. Now, I'm going to give you four quick ways they're really quick. You're like, oh, man, that took around. Oh, you guys are looking at the clock already. What's wrong with you? No, <laughs> I'm just playing. Four quick ways, amen. Four quick ways how we say thanks to God. All right? This is how we do it. This is what I want you to do. Come on. We do it, number one, by singing. Come on, we just enjoyed an awesome worship. Wasn't that great? Come on. We do it by, th- by, by, by singing. Come on. Music is powerful, guys. When you're happy, what do you sing, right? Oh, yeah. It's my jam. Yeah. You're jamming, man. You sing when you're happy, right? Come on, right? So let me give you a quick ways. Once by singing, Psalms 147.7 says this, sing out your thanks to him, sing praises to God. That's something that we do here at PCLV a lot, amen. We sing our thanksgiving to God, amen. The Bible says to make what? A joyful voice unto the Lord. We make a joyful noise. It doesn't matter if you can't carry it. We just swung by you next time. Amen. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just playing. Amen. It doesn't matter. No, amen. You got to understand. It doesn't matter to him. You make a joyful noise to God. Amen. Do your thing. Amen. A sweet sound. It's a sweet sound to God. When you just let it out. Amen. I don't care how I sound. I don't care if I don't carry a note. Amen. I'm going to worship God and I'm going to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. That God looks down and says, man, there's my son. There's my daughter. Amen. And they're worshiping me. Don't get caught up, man. Do I, do I sound good? Uh, do I do this? No, no, just get lost. Just like my wife said, just get lost like the little kids. Come on, they, get, they just simply get lost. They don't care. They're, they're, they're just letting it out, amen. They're just worshiping God. They're, man, even if they don't know what's going on, amen, uh, there's something inside of them that says, yeah, this is cool. I can come to church and this is cool. I'm on the, it's, it's not intimidating. I love it. I mean, that they can come out the first time, whatever, and they come out like, all right. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> They're free. Some of you guys got to get free, church. Man, you, you walk in like you're sucking lemons, amen. Come on, get free. Hallelujah. Man, be happy. Be thankful. It's Thanksgiving. Smile sometimes. Some of you guys don't know how to smile there. When you smile, it looks like a, <laughs> you don't know how to smile. <laughs> Come on, life has been too tough, guys. Let's laugh, amen, and with Christ, amen. Let's just be free. Number two, we say thanks by serving. We sing with our lips and we serve with our lives. Come on, somebody. The Bible says in Psalms 102, I mean 100 verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. A lot of people give a lot of lip service, but God is looking for to serve with their lives, church. Hebrews chapter 12, 28 says this, therefore, since we receive a kingdom, cannot be shaped, let us be thankful. Come on. When we serve the God with a right spirit, church, not out of duty, just like Brother Gary was saying, not out of some obligation, 
it becomes a privilege what we do. It becomes a privilege that we get to serve in his kingdom. It's like, um, it's, my, it's not your turn. You're not just signed up for this. I'm, I get the privilege to be an usher today. I, I, I get the privilege to be a teacher today. I get the privilege, amen, to be a greeter at the door or serve at the cafe. It's a privilege, church, not an obligation. Come on, we, we got to get the facts. We were created, come on, uh, uh, we got to create an, an attitude, a gratitude, amen. Uh, come on, gratitude motivates us to use our talents. The gifts in serving, he, it motivates us. Understanding that we got our talents and gifts from him anyway. God gave you those. Everything that we have is a gift from God, church. So this Thanksgiving, don't just eat food and watch football. Thank God for what he's done for your life. Number three, we say thanks by giving. Brother Gary was talking about giving today. Psalms 50, verse 14 says this, give an offering to show thanks to God and give him what you pressed. See, the level, our, the level of our gratitude. If you're not giving, you're not grateful. It's the bottom line, church. Come on. Thanks and giving go together. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Amen. It's one of the ways that we give thanks is through giving, church. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 10, NIV says this, the celebration of the festivals of the week to seek the Lord your God. Listen, a free will offering in your portion to the blessings the Lord has given you. It says here, they, this, this giving started a long time ago. This Thanksgiving started a long time ago, amen, before even Thanksgiving came, amen. This principle of giving, uh, over 350 years ago, the, the pilgrims came and set aside a day called Thanksgiving. But over 3,000 years ago, God established a Thanksgiving festival and there, where the people would bring an offering of Thanksgiving for what God has given them. I challenge you to give an offering. I challenge you that, that, you know what, something that's above your tithes, above your offerings, above your pledges, and say, God, you know what, I'm going to give you a Thanksgiving offering before this year ends. Just for, for, for taking care of me. I challenge you to do something like that. Amen. To give an offering of gratitude to God, a gift of Thanksgiving. Come on, somebody say Amen. But when you do this, church, listen, when you give, you got to ask yourself, am I giving what I think I can afford or what God's telling me to give? Come on. Am I thinking or am I giving what I afford or what God's telling me to give? See, my giving, you got to check it out. you got to ask a question. Is my giving this past year really showing me how much faith I have in him? Is it really stretching my faith? Does my giving truly reflect the 10% of my income? You know, you got, these are things you got to ask, church. If not, maybe this Thanksgiving, we thank the Lord by renewing our commitments to giving. God, I fell off. God, I haven't been faithful or I haven't been consistent. God, this coming year, this Thanksgiving, I'm going to renew my commitment to you. I'm going to give what belongs to you. I'm going to give with a generous heart. Come on, somebody say Amen. Giving comes, amen, people get silent, amen, hallelujah. I commit by becoming a more generous person. 
During these times, amen, we get a lot of scrooges out, amen, through the holidays. Come on, let's, let's be honest. It should not change who we are, church. Giving should be something that we do, not out of obligation, but we have an honor and a privilege to give back. Besides, he gave you the whole 10, 100%. And our gratitude is just to give back 10. You know, so I challenge you to give, amen. We'll let that go because you guys are going, ah, I want to get out now. <laughs> Last one. We say thanks by telling. Tell others about the Lord, church. Share the good news with somebody. Share your testimony on what God has done in your life. You ever share your testimony? I mean, every time I share my testimony, it excites me again of who, what God has done in my life. I mean, it's, I mean, when people want to hear my story, I say, whew, let me tell you what Jesus did. It gets me excited, man. It's not about me. It's about let me, let me tell you what he did for me. Let me tell you where I was, amen. And I, I get so excited sharing the good news and the gospel. Then it opens the door to share just the gospel. You know, when people get you like, can you do this for me? Yeah. It's, it's so exciting when people start to, to listen to the testimony and listen to the good news of the gospel. You got to tell somebody. We say thanks by telling somebody. Isaiah 12, 4 says this, thank the Lord, praise his name, tell the world of his wondrous love and how mighty he is. Tell somebody about Jesus. Question is, when's the last time you did? And if you have to think about it, it's been too long. <laughs> Tell somebody. Share. What? It can be as simple, you know what? Jesus loves you. I don't know why I'm saying it, but Jesus loves you. You know, I want you to come to church. Why? Jesus loves you. Invite somebody. Share somebody. Be, be, you know, tell somebody about Christ. It's not really that hard, especially when you're talking about yourself. Sometimes it's kind of easy. Oh, cool. it's about me, okay? I know, I know me. <laughs> let, me. let me share me and what God did for me. You know, you can share yourself. You don't have to be a theologian, church, and all the scriptures and stuff. Now, get a couple of them in your belt, and that's all you need. Boom, bam, bam. God so loved the world. Come on, John 3, 16. Everybody should know that one. John 3, 16, let me tell you about the love of God. He so loved us. He loved you so much that he, he, loved, he sent his son to die for you. Ain't that, ain't that cool? Yeah, for me, yeah. Tell that to a kid, they get excited. Whoa, whoa, what else do you do? <laughs> Mom, you get them excited. Sometimes, man, adults, they get excited too. Really? That's cool. You ever seen that shirt, man, where they have all the, all the Avenger guys and all this stuff, and Jesus is right there, and Spider-Man's hanging on top of him and goes, let me tell you how I saved the world. And everyone's listening, even Spider-Man. All the, all the superheroes came to listen there, man. This guy's a superhero. They should throw him in one of those Avenger things, amen. Hallelujah. Jesus messed up everybody, amen. <laughs> Come on, we have the greatest news in the world, church. And while the world's getting worse with their news, this news gets better, or I like, I like to say, it gets gooder. Hallelujah. It gets gooder with us, amen. We can share this, amen. Everyone needs Jesus. Everyone. We all fall short of the glory of God, church. This Thanksgiving, this Christmas, look for somebody that you can share your faith with. Tell somebody about your testimony. Tell somebody that Jesus loves them. 
I want you to look at somebody and say, Jesus loves you. Okay, you see, you did it for today. Jesus loves you. I'm going to close today. Start your Thanksgiving this Thursday by thanking God. Before you get busy, church, before everything just starts to get crazy, take some time out and just thank God. Can you do that? And I'll, I'll make it a point. You know what? I'm just going to go downstairs, get my cup of coffee with Jesus. I'm just going to thank him before I get busy and watching the games and enjoying family. God, I, let me just take this time out. I want to thank you for your grace. I want to thank you for your plan. I want to thank you for the home and for the changes that you made in my life. God, I'm going to thank you by singing. Come on, I'm going to thank you by serving. I'm going to thank you by giving and telling others about you. When we do this, church, then our hearts start to shift. And a, and a gratitude and thanksgiving comes upon us. I'm telling you, if you do this, this Thanksgiving, before you start your, your day, just thanking God, I, I, I guarantee you it's going to be a little better. Believe me? Let's all stand up here.